Hi everyone, it's me again, Yamila, your NNLM Discovery host. Before we get into today's episode, I'd like to encourage you to take a short anonymous survey about our podcast. To help improve our show, we want to hear more from you, our listeners. Go to nnlm.gov, click on our podcast page, and you'll find a link to our survey. We can't wait to hear from you. You and me, we used to be so stupid, awkward, and carefree, but we grew up a little in that house on South Downs Road. I'm Librarian Yamila Elkia, and this is NNLM Discovery. Today's episode is Claire's Community, a story from Region 3. We started things off a little differently today with an original song by Lieutenant Dr. Claire Van Landingham, who is featured in today's story. A quick warning. This episode contains discussions of relationship violence and the depiction of traumatic events. Listener discretion is advised. Margie Shepard, Community Engagement Coordinator, will be joining us today. Hi, Margie. Hi, Yamila. So this is our first episode with a disclaimer at the beginning. Can you tell us a little bit more about why there's a disclaimer? Yes. We're talking about a new program Region 3 funded over the last year called Claire's Community, which is trying to inform and educate the public so no one is a victim of interpersonal violence. Although we have a disclaimer, our story is more about building healthy, respectful, and nonviolent relationships. I think this is a positive story of hope and resilience that everyone should listen to. However, unfortunately, it is born from a horrible tragedy that we'll also be discussing in our interview. Wow, this sounds like a very inspiring story. I think we should just jump right into your interview. Anything we need to know beforehand? Yeah, just a couple things before we begin. We'll be talking to Shannon Van Landingham, Claire's mom. When she describes Claire's tragic passing, Shannon references October and January in her story. So just to be clear, this took place in October of 2017 and January of 2018. Claire's community won a grant from NNLM in October of 2022. Also, we tried to add Claire's beautiful voice in this story as much as possible. She taught herself how to play the guitar and wrote some original music that you heard in the opening, but we'll also play more throughout this interview. So when you hear any guitar and singing, that's Claire. We also added Claire singing in a Navy choir to this story as well. My first question to Shannon was for her to introduce herself. Here's Shannon. Hi, I'm Shannon Van Landingham, and I am the executive director of Be More Like Claire. We are based in Lawrence, Kansas, but we have resources that can be accessed from anywhere as long as you have the internet. So you mentioned the name of your foundation, Be More Like Claire. Um, Tell us a little bit about your foundation Our organization was started as a way to honor um, my daughter, Claire, and her legacy of service and love and um, good works and and doing good in the world. She was a uh, dentist in the Navy. Claire was a a staunch advocate for uh, just basic human rights. She believed that everybody deserved access to food, housing, and health care. She was a big believer in mentoring and um, helping uh, kids and young people. She was 
an advocate for violence prevention and interpersonal violence prevention. She was uh, head of uh, Take Back the Night uh, once in Louisville, Kentucky, when she was in dental school, and did a, a public service announcement in which she said, we will rise, we will up. rise up as a community and say that violence against anyone is unacceptable. So she really, she walked the walk of putting her beliefs in action, and I always really admired that about her. Claire came to, uh, her life came to a tragic end. So um, I know it's hard, but I think um, it's something that, um, you know, the project that we funded with you uh, was kind of born out of this tragedy, but a lot of really good has come from it. So, I mean, if you don't mind, just kind of tell me a little bit about what happened. Well, as I said, Claire was a dentist in the Navy. She was 27, had recently in the in October had broken up with a boyfriend and she was getting really worried and she kept asking me like mom do you think this is healthy and am I just being too picky and um, uh, they had broken up a couple of times and but this last time he wouldn't leave and she uh, asked us for help so her dad and I flew down helped him, you know, pack up his stuff and move out. She had been to the police asking if they could get him out of her apartment. And they said, well, you let him in. So, you know, there's nothing we can do. And they said, has he hit you? And she said, no, but I know he has a gun and he's acting just really weird and scary and I'm scared, and I want him out. And they said, well, call us back when he, when he does something. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we, we helped her move him out in, in October, and he went back to um, his hometown, back to, back to Louisville. He was from there. That's where they met. And she was in Chicago, stationed at Great Lakes doing dental work on thousands of recruits as they came through. She came home for Thanksgiving and Christmas. She was just so happy. She seemed relieved. Uh, when she went back to work um, in January, she was uh, riding with a friend to the base. They were carpooling because they lived kind of in the same area. And he was picking her up, and it was, you know, in Chicago and January, so it was very dark at 6.20 in the morning. And he pulled in to get her, and he, um, her friend saw someone, like, getting out of a car and walking over to Claire. And so he watched. He was uh, a combat medic, so he was, he was used to, like, kind of assessing, you know, what's, what's going on in the situation. And he looked and, and he said, and I looked at Claire and he said, I could tell that she wasn't, um, that she knew him, her body language and, you know, the way they were interacting. And so uh, her boyfriend, her ex-boyfriend um, had a box and he walked over and they talked for a little bit. And, you know, she's like, I, I got to go. I have to go to work. And he gave her this box and she was, she said, I'm just going to put it in my car. Um, and so she unlocked the car, put the box in, and when she turned around, he shot her five times. 
So my beautiful daughter died on a frozen parking lot in the dark, just on the dirty snow. All smashed on this floor, it was a terrible sight. I called my mom to tell her about my plight. She said, honey, make another, you have still got all night. And I have no life, so I know she's right. So I'll be here in the wet lab for the rest of the Wow, that's... Gosh, I don't even know how to begin to, I, you know, saying sorry is not enough. I mean, it's, it's not. So were there any warning signs? Um, oh, yes. Um, now I realize that he was doing, like, he right down the list, every kind of abuse except physical and the, we're we're we all know what it looks like when someone's hitting someone else, but we don't necessarily recognize all of the um, the coercive control and the things that are that are more subtle. But I, I wanted to s- start educating people on the things that that she and I didn't know didn't know about. I mean, we were both smart people. She was brilliant and. But we didn't know anything about um, the signs of coercive control. We didn't know about financial abuse and emotional abuse and gaslighting. And it, and it doesn't happen just all at once. You know, you don't go on a first date with somebody and they, you know, say you can't ever see your friends and family again. <laughs> I love you so much. I don't ever want you to be around them. You know, things like that. That If that happened on the first date, there would not be a second date. So it's very gradual. Yeah, very, very true. Um, so, I, I I mean, I'm a mom, and you're a mom. You know, how do you how do you get up the next day or put your foot in front of the next and, and recover from this? You're never going to get over it, but, but what do you do? Well, <laughs> first you cry. <laughs> a lot. But um, I knew, I just knew that we had to do something to carry on her legacy. Uh, right after she died, her friends started the hashtag Be More Like Claire because they were all saying, we just, we counted on her to take up all the slack to do, um, to do what needed to be done and, and to kind of like help us. <laughs> you know, do more good things and, and, and help people. Um, but they like, now she's gone and, and we have to step up. We have to be more like Claire. A former high school boyfriend said, he called me on her birthday and said, I, I bought, bought you a present for Claire's birthday. And he said, I bought the domain name, be more like Claire. And he said, I don't know what you're going to do with it, but I know you're going to do something. From that hashtag that you started a nonprofit, hashtag Be More Like Claire. So what's the mission of the organization? So in the beginning, uh, because my grief was just so overwhelming, I knew that I couldn't um, I couldn't deal directly then with with how she was killed. So I wanted to celebrate her life. And so in the beginning, we were a grant giving organization. And we raised money and 
gave grants to organizations that that we thought that Claire would have done. We funded and built with our own volunteers a Habitat house for a family. We bought a, a new van so that the local dental clinic could reach more kids in schools. We built a uh, an educational kitchen at our food bank. Oh, that's, that's really inspiring. So I know that from this nonprofit that you started a new violence prevention program, Claire's Community. So tell me a little bit about what you envisioned for the Claire's Community Project. Well, as time went on, I, I became stronger and realized, because really I was trying to find a, a, a program to fund. And so I was doing a lot of research about relationship violence prevention and education. And I couldn't really find what I wanted. So we started working on our own curriculum. And we called it Claire's Community after her call to action. We will rise up as a community to say that violence against anyone is unacceptable. We now have a a suite of educational programs and lots of resources. We have basically what I wish we would have known and and what I wish Claire would have known and what I wish that my kids would have been taught as they grew up. And we know that hurting people hurt people. It doesn't happen in a vacuum. So everybody, it affects everybody. There's not one group or one demographic that doesn't have relationship violence. So can you just tell me, give me a brief um, explanation or snapshot of your project proposal for this grant application? Well, uh, since we were new (laughs) and tiny and didn't have a a huge capacity, we kept it very simple. We asked for, one of the things we knew we wanted was a nice website. So NNLM Region 3 funded this beautiful website, um, clares-community.org. And it is all, it is just full of resources, of um, registration for classes we have, of we have blog posts, videos, all kinds of things for all ages. And then we have a lot of our materials also in Spanish. And then the other part was we needed help getting the word out. And so um, they funded the our outreach position, and, and that helped as we were getting community partners, as we were talking about it in the community, um, having a, an extra person to help find these community collaborations and connections. You know, what did it mean for you, not only professionally but personally, to uh, be awarded this grant from uh, Region 3? Well, it's meant... A great deal. As I've said, we were just trying to launch this program, and it meant it meant a lot professionally that NLM believed in us, and personally, it just it, it helped me get through it. And working every day to make things better and to change lives and to and to save lives um, is the best thing you could hope for. I mean, I know you're just a year into it, so just kind of share some stories about um, how's it helped. I do have a recent story to share. There was a young woman on, on her bridesmaids trip, and the the bride had taken our uh, one of our classes, 
and learned about you know all these signs and red flags and how they how they show up in relationships and as they were you know just hanging out during the weekend she realized that three of them were in unhealthy relationships also this the young one the bride had learned some skills and how to talk to a friend in an unhealthy relationship and so she could talk to her without judgment without pushing without further uh traumatizing the young woman and let her make her own decision um but just be there for her within a couple of months that young woman decided to leave the relationship and is now safe so we we we're changing lives Wow, that's really good to hear, and it makes me feel really great. So, you know, to knowing this, the impact factor of this project. What kind of community activities were you be able to plan and were actualized by uh, getting the funding? We have done a lot of small group trainings. Um, that's what I love about our program is it's very customizable um, for any group, and we are getting ready to train all the employees at a, a regional bank. And then, and in that one, we will have a piece on how to recognize financial abuse um, for people who are coming in. We're also training like hair salons because they see a lot of women. They have people in their chair that, you know, and of course you talk to your hairstylist. And we are, we are trying to meet people both literally and figuratively where they are. So where do you see the program going in the future? You know, so do you have any long-term goals for Claire's community? We do. We want to take over the world <laughs> <laughs> for peace and love. Yeah. Um, so we, one of the reasons that our website is so important is that we want to develop um, online classes and some, some kind of hybrid uh, education pieces so that we can People can take a class wherever they are, as long as they have a computer. So um, we've got this wonderful resource out there. So for anyone that's listening to the podcast that's experienced relationship violence in the past or currently experiencing it, what advice would you give them? It's so hard to see when you're in it. And it's, it's hard. It's, it's much easier to see from the outside. So if you can find... Um, find a trusted friend or a trusted advocate find someone that you can talk to that's not going to judge you that's not going to push you to do anything until you're ready because you are the expert in your own relationship and on your own safety and uh, but find somebody that you can trust So, Shannon, can you tell me, do you think this project would have existed uh, without the financial support from NNLM? Probably not, uh, because NNLM was our biggest first-year funder, and that really, really helped us get on the ground. And we had a great website designer, and now we have this fabulous tool that allows us to do so many things and have so many resources we are adding content all the time, and we, we would not have been able to do that on our own. Wow, Margie, what an inspirational and powerful story. Thank you for sharing that with us. And thanks for supporting Shannon through the process. 
It sounds like this project is not only providing healing for her, but also saving many lives. Thanks, Yamila. This is something I've been so proud to be a part of. It's not every day you hear about lives that are being directly impacted by our work. You start forming a personal bond with people like Shannon who are trying to impact the world. Again, to learn more about this project or to learn more about curbing relationship violence, visit clares-community.org. We will be sure to reference the website in the episode notes for those of you that may want to visit the site. So, Margie, how did Shannon hear about the NNLM? Well, actually, it was through a friend. As a small nonprofit, she was really intimidated by the grant process. But as you heard, it's something that truly launched Claire's community into taking action versus just trying to figure out how to get started. That's good to know for others not to be intimidated. It was very nice seeing you again, Margie, and thank you for sharing all that good work that you're doing. Well, you're welcome, Yamila, and it was great to see you too. Lastly, before I go, I want to let listeners know that our region, Region 3, also has a podcast series called Health Bites with Region 3. We invite experts in the field of health to present on a variety of topics of interest for anyone interested in improving health outcomes. You can find the podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for sharing about Health Bites. It's another great podcast. Make sure to subscribe to it in our podcast as we develop new podcast episodes from all regions of the network. If you have a project that fits the NNLM mission, like Claire's community, visit nnlm.gov to learn more about grant opportunities. This is NNLM Discovery.